0: Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. We are covering Mr. L. Ron Hubbard's administrative scale of importances or admin scale. And I think, I don't remember, I've kind of lost count how many in the series we are now, but we'll stick that in the title anyway, so you can keep track. But this is a scale you should be using to align and streamline your actions so that they are efficiently coordinated towards achieving your goals. If you don't have an admin scale, chances are that the elements or levels of the scale are conflicting and in effect are canceling each other out. You know, your policies will cancel your purposes and your programs will cancel your policies and your anyway, it becomes a mess if you don't use the admin scale to line up your activities. Yeah, so if you don't have an admin scale, if you're not working continuously off of an admin scale, then the chances are that your actions are sending you in the opposite direction from where you're trying to go, which is your goals. So if you're interested in achieving your goals, you better work on your admin scale on a continuing basis. That's the other thing about an admin scale. It's not something that you do once and you stick it in a drawer and review two years later. It's definitely something that you're using every day. For instance, anytime you're issuing orders, which is a level of the admin scale we're on, you're basically working on your admin scale, aren't you? Orders is a level of the admin scale. If you're issuing orders every day, then you're using your admin scale every day and you should be making sure that those orders are aligned with the rest of the items on the scale. But uh, the point I want to make with this episode is that of all the levels of the scale, the one we have been covering in the last episode and the one we're covering today And then we also republished a review episode on this subject and dropped that a couple of days ago. This one of orders can create more havoc than just about any of the other levels. Now, that's just my opinion. And any level of the scale misaligned can create havoc, that's for sure. But the subject of orders is so, quote, simple, end quote, and so used, or better stated, abused, that... If someone asked me and I had to make a quick decision as to which level of the scale creates the most trouble mishandled, I would probably say orders. Now part of the problem is that everyone pretty much thinks they know what an order is, <laughs> how to deliver one and how to receive one. So its ability to aberrate groups, or to aberrate would mean to take away from a straight line. So, you know, if your admin scale is in a line, it's aberrated. And if your scale is aberrated, your group's gonna be aberrated. So I believe, and this is kind of my my own observation, that its ability to aberrate a group is cleverly cloaked in its apparent simplicity. But it is the apparent simplicity uh, with which they are issued, the force that can be used in issuing them, the fact that in your run-of-the-mill company organization, there really is no authorizing level required for an order, that makes them very liable to insert something I want to clear up with you today, which is called an arbitrary Arbitrary. A-R-B-I-T-R-A-R-Y. Now, arbitrary is not, I wouldn't say in my experience that it is in common parlance amongst the members, but it is a Hubbard management term as critical to the Hubbard management system as the word policy, as the word order, as a term statistics, you should know what an arbitrary is and be very alert for them and aware of them. So, Mr. Hubbard defines an arbitrary as, and this is from the 16th of April, 1970, a false order or datum entered into a situation or group. So, an arbitrary is often an order. Uh, you, for instance, you're very, very busy. You have an office where you're servicing public. Let's say it's a dental office or uh, some sort of a healthcare office or, uh, or an automotive repair shop or any of those things. And, uh, you know, certain times of the day it gets really, really, really busy and people are messing up and there's chaos uh, starting to come about because there's more customers coming in, there's calls coming in. So the boss says, put the phone on the answering machine, put on the answering service, All right? Just let it ring. And now it's issued kind of like that. It's an order. And it is being issued to solve an immediate situation that's going on, usually a rather urgent one. Not everybody is thinking perfectly analytically at times like these. And it's like, okay, arbitrary. Shut off the phones. And it's kind of like, oh, okay. So now we have the introduction of an arbitrary. So now the receptionist now gets the idea or whomever is responsible for the phones. Okay, when things get crazy, we turn off the phones. I have had this happen more times than you can imagine. I was actually talking to a member not that long ago who said, yeah, when, I get, when things get really, really busy, I just turn off the phone. He's literally turning off business, turning away business. If you've ever... Uh, I don't know um, particularly if modern answering services uh, still do. Yeah, they, of course they do. If you ever listen to your recorded messages uh, in your office, how many times do you not hear a message? You know somebody called, and then they hang up the phone without saying anything. Hi, we can't get to the phone right now, so leave your name, number, and the time you called, and we'll get back to you later. Thank you. That's a lost business right there. It's a lost opportunity. Why do we have this lost opportunity? Because we entered an arbitrary. A false order or datum was entered into a situation or group. That's an arbitrary. Here's another definition. This one from, uh, this would be the 6th of December, 1966. He defines an arbitrary as something which is introduced into the situation without regard to the data of the situation. So, I like to use the example here of um, human beings. (laughs) I think it's a great example of an arbitrary, you know, you see uh, a fellow, you know, he, uh, a little bit lonely, would like to have a significant other, would like to have a girlfriend and uh, he's hanging out with a friend and, uh, you know, they're very close, they're friendly, And, uh, so, you know, the friend goes, okay, you know, let's go, let's go, uh, let's go ask, uh, Shirley and Mabel for a date, you know? And then, uh, our, our poor guy, Joe, whatever his name is, you know, who's, who's got the arbitrary. He's like, oh no, I I, I can't breaks into a sweat. You know, uh, can't utter a word. Like, where does this come from? That, that's, that's something introduced into the situation without regard to the data of the situation. Mabel's not going to tear his throat out, I don't think. You know, the worst thing that might happen is Mabel could say no, you know, but no, you'd think the guy was about to get tortured, you know, so something has now entered in That individual has an arbitrary, if you study the mind, and Mr. Hubbard did tremendous research into this subject and discovered something called the reactive mind, and that reactive mind will contain in it commands like, stay away from women. Well, if you want to be near women and you've got a command to stay away from women, this is obviously going to cause problems, it's going to cause chaos, and that's an arbitrary. Well, that's with an individual, but these sorts of things can just as easily be entered into a group you know uh interestingly enough they're often put in with force just like uh a reactive command would be put in with force uh doesn't necessarily have to be it can also be put in you've probably seen some uh, form of that with uh hypnosis uh the hypnotist touches his tie and the, the uh, person who's under hypnosis removes their jacket and when the hypnotist asks them well you know hey i noticed you're removing your jacket the guy does not connect the touching of the tie, which is the command, it is the arbitrary, with removing the jacket and will create something called rationalized thought to explain, well, you know, it's kind of warm in here. Then the guy removes his, uh, no longer touches his tie. The person puts his coat back on again. He doesn't understand what's happening. What you're looking at is a lowered awareness. He's not aware of that arbitrary. Call it an arbitrary. Same thing happens in groups. They're not aware that they're operating on an arbitrary. So part of what your job is as an administrator, if you start to suspect there's arbitraries around that is holding up the show, start doing investigations onto it. Anyway, so we're going to go into this in a little more detail. And the reference we're going to use is dated 20 October 1966 and is entitled Executives and Governing Bodies, Errors and Answers. Now, this is an amazing article, and it covers a lot more than, than arbitraries, but we're just going to take this one section up as one of the errors that are, that are covered in this article that are common to executives and governing bodies, and which you should obviously avoid. So, he starts this section by stating, Arbitraries can be introduced, which thereafter require constant and changing solutions, which even then do not improve things. Let's go back to our example of turning off the phones when things get busy. Now, business is slowing down. The executive or the owner or you as a member, you say, well, look, we're going to have to ramp up our our uh, marketing campaign because things are getting slow around here. That's probably not a bad idea. You can always improve marketing. You can always do mar- more marketing. But the strange thing is that the improvement in marketing is not necessarily creating an improvement in inflow or statistics. And you're kind of going, well, what's going on? And, uh, I improve the marketing. So you created a solution. Uh, you could almost call it a needless solution when it's actually the source of the problem. Is every time things get busy, which of course is what a marketing campaign is supposed to do, is make things busy around here. Moment it starts getting busy, man, we turn off the phones. Why? Because, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, things were really getting crazy, and everybody was at each other's throats, and. The boss said, turn off the darn phones. Let the answering service handle it, right? Now you've got that as an arbitrary. It's set in there, okay? And usually delivered with force, usually delivered in a situation of urgency, okay? So, um, Mr. Hubbard goes on to say this. When this happens, these are Mr. Hubbard's words, when this happens, one must locate the arbitrary itself that is causing the need, a solution, and abolish it. So, okay, we're investigating now. How come our marketing is not biting the way that it should? Oh, well, we're turning off the phones every time things get busy. Uh, all right, there's your arbitrary. Let's abolish it. He then says, the only mistake one can make is calling any rule an arbitrary, thus destroying form. So don't, cons- don't misinterpret arbitrary as policies or valid authorized orders or projects or programs. You can say, well, every man for himself, figure it all out for yourself. You're, you're back in chaos there. There's no form there you know that's that's another arbitrary like uh, everybody does everything you know you know the way we get out of trouble is uh everybody jumps onto everything everybody go along that's an arbitrary and you and you're going to have no org form after that and um organizational form and you're going to really have a problem so don't remove everything and call it an arbitrary so not all rules are arbitrary he says um an arbitrary by definition is an interjected law or rule or decision which does not fit or is unnecessary. Okay, that's another definition of arbitrary. We defined it earlier, but this is a very comprehensive definition. An arbitrary, and this is from the article, an arbitrary by definition is an interjected law or rule or decision which does not fit or is unnecessary. He goes on to say, such things can cause a governing body to box about for years and eventually fail. I was wondering if I was going to clear this term box about with you guys, but I I think you can more or less figure it out. You know, to box is to, of course, fight an opponent using one's fists. So if you're boxing about, you know, you've got this little sparring session going on, but nothing's really getting done. I think that's kind of what we're talking about here. Box about, all right? So, he says, such things can cause a governing body to box about for years and eventually fail. Yeah, well, you know, you you get larded up with these arbitraries. I'll give you another example. You've got um, a sales manager, kind of a forceful sales manager, and uh, you're running a car lot, something like that, and uh, he's running the car salesman, and they darned if he's not going to make this quota. Nothing wrong with putting pressure on people to make... Their quotas, by the way. I'm not trying to say that, but it's very interesting how such pressure can be the breeding ground of some pretty nasty arbitraries. Like he says to his salesman, I don't care what you do, you're going to get that sale. All right. So that's an order. And now you've introduced an arbitrary, which is anything goes around here, make sure you get the sale. So we discount it uh, more than we should. So the organization doesn't actually make any money, but we made the sale. Uh, or we created an illegal means by which the person is able to finance it and so forth. You know, he, he starts violating the various rules or policies existing or created. owner of the car lot, or maybe he owns several car lots, has constructed beautiful policy to be set that uh, now will assure that people don't get into trouble with uh, selling and offering illegal uh, deals. But that policy gets overridden by what? By a forceful sales manager who says, I don't care what you do. You're going to get this quota met and you're going to get this sale. Now we've laid in an arbitrary. I know what the policy says, but everyone knows that around here, everything goes. That's an arbitrary. And if you, as the owner of this car lot or series or or group of car lots, you start seeing sales going abysmally or in a certain car lot or um, a lot of refunds or unhappy unhappy reviews or unhappy customers, and very, very great difficulty in getting repeat customers and so on. You start investigating. If you're not ready and willing to look for arbitraries, you might be boxing around for years trying to figure out what the devil is wrong. and what's the, what's wrong is an arbitrary has been set in. So he goes on to further explain. he says, so an arbitrary, can be said to be something which actually violates natural law and which becomes, when held in place, an enforced lie. This causes endless board or governing body trouble wherever it occurs. Then he gives us a very interesting example, by the way, because it's another reflection on things that are happening in this country. He says quote, unions have the right to strike, end quote. This is Mr. Hubbard's example. This was assumed and is not part of any law code as it says a body of men has the right to injure business and property without at least civil recourse for damages by the business. That's what that says. That's what that arbitrary says. Unions have the right to strike is saying a body of men has the right to injure business and property without at least civil recourse for damages by the business. Like, oh yeah, I can destroy your business. And you can't do a darn thing about it in civil recourse. You can't take me to court, nothing. I have the right to strike. Hell no, we won't go! Hell no, we won't go! Hell no, we won't go! This is an arbitrary. You, Mr. Harper goes on to say, protection racketeers assume the same right. Yeah, the mafia does the same thing. You know, you don't want to get hurt, make sure you pay us. Protection funds, right? Protection racketeers assume the same right. We have the right to destroy your business if we want to. Or you can pay us. Protection racketeers. He goes on to say, this arbitrary is a lie since nobody has that right. It laid France open to World War II, for instance, as France through the 1930s was one long strike. True? True. Unions have improved pay and working conditions, but there is no right to damage businesses which support one. Mr Hubbard's making this point. But there is no right to damage businesses which support one. By introducing this arbitrary without seeking sensible means, the Western world was opened to inflation, unrest, and conquest by lawless political elements. I hope you follow all that because it's very interesting. He's talking about this. National or international arbitrary, which is unions have the right to strike. Unions have the right to damage your business. They can blackmail you, basically, if you do not listen to what they have to say. There are better ways to solve things than that. Okay. All right. So he says um, so an arbitrary must be something contrary to the general scheme of things. And while a lie is yet held in place by law or public ignorance. So this, again, is a bid for why it is so important for you as a leader, business owner, you must establish policies. We covered this quite a bit in the the last episode. You must establish policy, but more just as importantly, you have to make sure policies are known because ignorance of policy is one of the perfect ways for arbitraries to get set in place and then stay that way, hidden and destroying your organization. You know, you're making sure that there's training for your salespeople and one of your brighter sales guys is reading the policies. He's going, well, no, wait a second here. There's very strict guidelines here on how we're supposed to conduct ourselves in the sale of an automobile. It says it right here in black and white. It's coming from the boss. It's all authorized by the the." the board of directors, this is a valid order, and yet we're being told anything goes. You see how ignorance has been able to keep that arbitrary in place, and by removing ignorance, you are actually helping to isolate and dispense with arbitraries, which are, they don't fit the scene, and they're destroying your organization. So, it could be something held in place by law. It could be a really dumb policy that, you're, you, that you've instituted and you're enforcing that is actually an arbitrary. A policy could be an arbitrary as well. It doesn't fit the scene. You, know, you could actually originate a policy like all complaints from customers get handled by the sales team. That could be a policy. You've instituted that policy. For reasons best known to God, I don't know why you would implement a policy like that. If you really want to cut off your salespeople, make sure every complaining customer goes to the salespeople. No, you should have your own customer service department to handle that kind of stuff. Keep the salespeople pretty happy and winning. Not that they don't need to be corrected here and there, but that's a policy that becomes an arbitrary. Do you see that? So it's not just orders, but orders are so easy to dispense. They're so easy to be delivered and they can be delivered with such force that they're a common source of arbitraries in your group. All right. So let's wrap this up. says here, arbitraries, I love this last sentence of this section because it it sort of opens the door to a handling, really. It says, arbitraries are usually introduced by those who aren't quite bright enough to achieve a result through wise measures. Isn't that interesting? Arbitraries are usually introduced by those who aren't quite bright enough to achieve a result through wise measures. Your forceful sales manager who doesn't really know how to train salespeople, doesn't really know how to uh, set up the pipelines and coordinate with the promotional people and so on. And he just solves everything with a hammer. Hit it with the hammer. My old German carpenter mentor once <laughs> we used to joke all the time, you know, everything else fails. Hit it with the hammer. So, you know, here we've got this guy and he solves everything with force. Uh, not that force doesn't have its place. I'm not here advocating don't use force. I mean, there's a place for force for sure, but uh, be careful because it can also be used to set in arbitraries and are really a compensation for the fact that no one really figured out how to do this properly. So we're going to solve it with force and arbitraries. And he goes on to say this last sentence and otherwise, wise men thereafter can spend decades and invent whole law codes trying to handle the problems so set up. Yeah, if you don't isolate the arbitraries, you'll be setting up all kinds of laws. Probably, I just, this just occurred to me, but you know, these endless law books and law codes and the need for all these new laws uh, being set up in this country are frankly because the actual arbitraries have not been isolated and eliminated. So we keep coming up with more and more laws Try and compensate for these insanities that have been set in by those who were not quite bright enough to achieve a result through wise measures. Okay, don't let that person be you. Be wise. Ha ha. Um, by all means, uh, be a wise member. Uh, but yeah, next time you feel the urge to solve everything with a hammer, and, uh, or you see other people doing the same thing, and these arbitraries starting to come into place, look around for the real... Uh, solutions and look around for the arbitraries that have been held or put in place to, quote unquote, solve these problems, get those out of the road. If you don't get those out of the road, no matter how many wise measures you come up with, they're going to come a cropper, they're going to fall apart. So uh, the rule is locate your arbitraries, get rid of those, and then come up with the wise measures you need that should have been there in the first place. And uh, your organization will roll along like a well-oiled river and um, be a lot more fun to operate in. Not just for you, but for also the people working there. All right, so that wraps it up. Am I going to do another episode on orders? I might. I've been thinking about that. There are so many aspects to this subject. I probably could do a series on orders all by itself. So I may or may not make that our next episode. I'm going to think about that. I want to get uh, down here. We're on the home stretch on admin scales. I want to wrap it up. But what I will probably do is come back to orders in uh, later on this year because there is a lot more to understand about them. They, they really do not underestimate the importance of knowing this at first glance, very simple level of the admin scale. I could probably do another four or five episodes on it. I don't think I will. I'll probably move on to the next level of the scale next week. We'll see. All right. But anyway, thank you very much for listening this week. And please do leave us your comments. We've been getting a lot, a lot of those, and we love them. I mean, we read them. We don't always answer them. What we always answer are your emails, info at wiseeastus.org. We pride ourselves on that. We probably should answer the comments as well. But there you have it. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk again next week.